You've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to Employment Notebook, where we provide advice and insight into different strategies for succeeding in the workplace. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and joining me on Employment Notebook is Marnie Reed, founder of Stilettos in the Glass Ceiling. Hi, thank you for having me. Dana Malstaff, founder of Perspective Cubed. So happy to be here. And Lindsay Krebs, commercial real estate agent, broker, and founder of San Diego Office Properties. Hi there. And today we are talking about collaborative networking and how networking is more than just an event, it's a lifestyle. And to kick us off today, I just wanted to ask Marnie what exactly collaborative networking is and what it means to you, Marnie. Well, I would say that collectively as a group and you know, the way that we comport our business and networking is it's basically off of the mentality that when you meet someone, you're truly coming from a place of wanting to get to know them as an individual and how you could help their business. So for instance, it's liking them as you get to know them and it's saying, you know, I truly believe in the value that your products and your services have. So immediately thinking who in your network that you can introduce them to, or if you currently are working on something that could help their business grow and spread it. So instead of meeting people in the normal sense of a networking, it's meeting them without looking at the relationship in terms of transactional dollars. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is really more than just thinking about yourself and how you can help yourself. It's about looking at it and being like, oh, how can I help these people? And then in turn, somehow that will come around full circle and help me somewhere. Yeah. Now, how can you use collaborative networking to move your career or business forward? Really, I think it's about building long-lasting relationships. Mm -hmm. And when you form those relationships with people that are, are real genuine relationships, then they think of you as the go-to person when it comes to your area of expertise. And you have built a group of trusted advisors that you can go to when you need someone in their expertise. And it's just kind of a natural, I guess, referral path that's created when you have built those relationships with like-minded people that you truly like. Because once you build that relationship, trust comes inherently and they can become your go-to. And likewise, uh, you can become their go-to as well. Mm -hmm. Now, where do you meet these kind of people that are like-minded and have similar things going on? Do you really just go to industry events within your own kind of career path? Or what do you guys experience when you're doing this kind of networking? The interesting part about networking nowadays is that it's not just about the industry you're in. Because we all know meeting somebody who does something like we do has a certain aspect that we can learn from them. We have the same sort of experiences and challenges. But there's so much more to business now that integrates so closely with our life and the barriers that we have as to why maybe we're not moving forward or having issues getting a job or getting that promotion, that looking outside of that for characteristics and who we are and what we care about as people and finding commonalities there, it makes it so much more fruitful in what you can do for each other outside of just looking at those industry commonalities. And so finding a way to spread out to what your personality traits are and finding people that that are on that same level as you can really help your networking flourish. I think to add on to what Dana was saying is that the best relationships that I've actually formed haven't been when I've gone to a networking event or even been at company or industry type meetings because, you know, outside of stilettos on the glass ceiling, I also work for a very large medical device company. It's sitting next to someone on an airplane and striking up conversation or it's waiting in line for Starbucks and something funny happens. So someone makes a remark and, you know, you jump in. And I'd say, when you look at everyone that is around you, whether or not, you know, they look like they're a business person or they look like they're some college kid, 
there's going to be some way that you can learn from them and you can, you know, take ideas from that conversation and apply it to both yourself as well as them. And and here's the thing, at the end of the day, it's a very small world. You never know who's going to be someone. So when your instinct is to immediately help someone, no matter what industry or what level they are, at some point, it just happens to cycle back to you as well. And this really sounds like you're describing something that's more than just an event. Like as you as you said, Marnie, it's meeting someone in line at Starbucks or on the airplane. So this really sounds like you're embodying this as a lifestyle choice. Would you ladies have anything to add on to that if, as if um, networking being more than an event is more like a lifestyle? You have to be genuine with it. Being genuine is the most important thing in order to really build those relationships. And it's just, it's basically, if you want to think of it in terms of how you would build a friendship with someone. Mm-hmm. I think networking is, is very similar. Uh, a lot of the people that I started networking with have become my friends because we have developed that relationship and we do have so many like qualities. Mm-hmm. And Dana, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, actually, Lindsay, you're dead on as far as this the friendship that, that is cultivated through the right kind of networking and seeing it as a lifestyle because a lot of what I see and what I've benefited from in networking has to do with that support. And, you know, I, I mentioned before, a lot of what keeps us back are our own barriers, the things that we don't let ourselves get past to move forward in business or in life or relationships. And when you're looking at networking in a sense that you're getting that support and you're giving that support in the right way to help people get past their own barriers, that's when the real magic starts happening to really help other people and help you advance in the ways you want to. And that, that really is that aspect of trust and friendship that happens when you're networking for the right reasons. You know, we're talking about it's kind of similar to building a friendship and you're really starting to trust these people. And one of the things that comes to mind is using collaborative networking to really help you find a job or get more business or advance your career. So uh, maybe you can start with Marnie. What has your experience been with kind of using collaborative networking to either grow your career, your business, or, you know, find a different job? So I would say that, you know, if you're in a corporate environment, you absolutely have to be exceptional at networking to advance your career. Mm -hmm. It's just a given. Same thing and equally as important when you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, because you rely on word of mouth a lot of times to gain your business and, you know, to get credibility and such. So one of the things that I've done that's, you know, kind of going back also to your authentic value proposition and how the characteristics that make you unique as a human being can really be a competitive edge in terms of business, is I'm a very innately curious person. I like to meet Mm -hmm. as many people as I can. I ask a lot of questions. And so it's helped me because as I've been at a lot of the business functions for the medical device company I work with, I meet as many people as possible. And later on, when there's something that I want to get involved in, or there's someone that I'm told, hey, reach out to so-and-so because you know, they could help you with that or, or they have a lot of expertise. When I make that call, it's not a cold call. It's a, hey, I don't you remember me. They usually do. Um, we met at such and such conference. Quick question. And then it's, it's that they've already decided they haven't met you on a, you know, I need your help. First, they've met you on a, hey, tell me about you. And it really becomes more kind of a, you know, there's the saying that people do business with those they like, those they trust, and those that educate. So if you started off on the like and trust factor, then everything else just falls through. So it helps me got the promotion that I have today from the medical device company. It's helped me enormously build the network with stilettos on the glass ceiling. So it's invaluable if you don't view it as kind of a cold, calculated you know, event, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Lindsay, you are a commercial real estate agent. You started your own organization. So from your perspective, how does collaborative networking really help you kind of drum up more business and attract clients? Well, collaborative networking has allowed me to get my business where it's 100% referral-based. And when acting as a trusted advisor on behalf of a client, it's really important that the client trusts you as you're making suggestions for them and as you're navigating through the deal. And when you have a deal come to you based off of a referral, there's a certain amount of inherent trust that's already there that's created. So that certainly helps facilitate the deal in a much smoother process. And Dana, would you have anything to add on to what Marnie and Lindsay talked about with this question? You know, I, well, I think they both gave amazing answers. And really that idea of people love to feel valued. Mm-hmm. They love to feel like what they're doing and who they're talking to, they're appreciated. When you go into any relationship and you show that you value who they are and you value what they're saying and you do that through curiosity and through that genuine, you know, wanting to learn more about them and help them in any way you can, they want to give back. They want to do to do what they can for you. And that's going to help any business grow. It's helped mine grow and it's helped both money and Lindsay's grow. So it's really that Show that other people have value and let them see that and they will raise you up. Now, how can we look at networking differently and kind of change our perspective on it? Because I know some people view it as a way of trying to use someone for their help and their contacts rather than using it for what we've been talking about today, which is, you know, building relationships and just meeting new people. I think that a lot of people view networking as maybe an event where they do what I call cold calling with business cards. Mm -hmm. And it's a race to see how many business cards you can collect in exchange. And that's definitely not the definition of networking that we have adopted. Networking is about a relationship. It's not about getting immediate business. Networking is something that can fill and sustain your pipeline in the long term, but you don't build relationships overnight. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. It's definitely, it's a long-term process. It's not immediate gratification and it's certainly not going into a room and and cold calling with business cards. And I think a lot of people view networking that way. And so when they think of it that way, it's more of a cold and disingenuine process. Mm -hmm. But if you view it as who do I want to connect with? Who do I like to connect with? And, you know, who do I enjoy spending time with? And I think it's a lot more enjoyable for everyone and you can kind of view it in a different way. And once you start to build those relationships and you attend these events over and over and you're connecting with people that you've perhaps met in the past and and had a great connection with, it's something that's more enjoyable that people want to go to. They're connecting, you know, almost with with an old friend or with with someone that they want to get to know better. Dana, what would you add to that? I love Lindsay's answer. and And I would add that for anybody that's going to networking events today, you can still get a lot out of it and you can still be strategic about the people that you do talk to. But when you talk to them, instead of networking, listen and ask questions. And if you do those two things and you really listen, then instead of getting that, you know, what uh, Lindsay was talking about, that you always just want to pull your card out and almost throw it at somebody, you know, and hope that it sticks, Mm -hmm. that you're actually going to be handing out your card more consciously. You give them your information. You know, you almost start holding on to that information because it's precious to you. You don't want to give everybody, you know, the ability to call and get a hold of you and everything. When you really believe in what you do and the value you have and the value of the people that you meet, then you're going to want to hand that out to the people and ask the right questions and talk to them and have a conversation to find the people that are really going to connect with you in the right way. And when you do that and you're more 
conscious about how you hand out that card, you can still do that and be and be aware of who you're talking to, but it's going to be so much more fruitful because you have uh, taken that next step to actually build that relationship, like as you were saying. And I completely agree with it. One of the things that I think people should remember when they go to these big networking events, practice your icebreakers. I personally like to hang out by the food buffet. Mm-hmm. A lot of commentary on what's being served. And a lot of times you just need that initial icebreaker. Uh, I met this amazing lady from Silicon Valley at the cheese platter, making a, a random comment about some of the cheese. Keep in mind that though the person that you're directly talking to may not be the one that you need to meet, they may work for, be good friends with, or know a lot of other people. So the more you draw them out and ask questions about them and talk about the resources that you could provide them, I guarantee at the end of every conversation you have that runs like that, they'll turn and say, so tell me more about you. What do you do? How can I help you? And then you tell them a little about your business and you'd be surprised. They might not even be in your industry, but say, hey, by the way, I know the you know HR director or chief executive such and such at so-and-so. Would you like an introduction? Because you've showed them that even though they know that they couldn't offer anything to your business, you stayed and had a meaningful conversation. And that's the person that they're going to hand over those valued contacts to. And one of the things that we've kind of touched on a little bit but haven't talked directly about is authenticity and maintaining that authenticity when you're networking. So what suggestions would you guys have on just ensuring that you're staying true to yourself and being authentic when you're in these networking situations? I'm a big believer in being a little bit silly and not trying to be so serious. Mm -hmm. Some of the best relationships I've had in any networking is where you're not scared to talk to the person and you're not scared to be yourself in the sense that we all have our little quirks and we almost try and hide them when we go out into the business networking arena to try and be that professional looking person. And and that's boring for people to want to collaborate with and get to know. I mean, if you met somebody that you were going to be friends with and you were out, you know, at a bar or, or a theater or something like that, you know, and they were completely boring, just being very serious all the time, how much would you fun would you think you'd have if you became good friends with them? So you have to think about being yourself and the right kind of people that enjoy those quirks about you are going to be the ones who become your avid followers to help you develop your career because they like those qualities about you. So don't hide them. Let them shine. And as a quirky person, I really like that tip that you just shared. And it's good to be yourself and not be so serious. Marnie or Lindsay, do you have anything um, to add on to, you know, being authentic when you're doing this networking? I really like Dana's answer. I think she really hits the nail on the head. For me, I think that when I can connect with someone personally about something that has nothing to do with their business, that's a great way to stay authentic. If we have something in common, such as a hobby or a favorite restaurant, or we live in the same part of town, talking about something that's just not entirely business related, but that kind of gives you a little peek into their personal life and who they really are, that always helps me stay authentic and kind of you know start to build that real relationship. And Marnie, what would you add to this? I would just say, you know, a lot of exactly what Diana said, you know, you kind of think you want to hide the weird idiosyncrasies. For me, I have a really weird and random sense of humor. And that's also one, once again, you know, the authentic value proposition that I bring. There isn't anyone that I know of who wasn't, who wouldn't like a good laugh, especially Mm -hmm. when everyone kind of feels awkward because they're in their suits and they're at this function and they don't want to say something inappropriate. So if, 
if you can throw out a funny comment and obviously you keep it appropriate to the setting, the environment and the audience, you know, it, they warm to you and you're the person that they want to be around because they can feel like, oh, uh, they've let their cork out. I can let mine. So anytime you get the opportunity to truly show as much of your uniqueness as you can, it's always going to help if it's appropriate once again to the setting. <laughs> And unfortunately, we are up against the clock today, so we will have to wrap up this show of Employment Notebook. We've been speaking with Marnie Reed, Dana Malstaff, and Lindsay Crabb. These ladies can be found on stilettosontheglassceiling.com if you're looking for more information. And if you'd like to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljnradio.com. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future shows, do send me an email at aljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or send us a tweet at the LJM. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your career. 